Welcome to the Hands Up, Don't Shoot podcast, where I, your host, Ashley France Howell, tell the stories of Black victims of police brutality. Remember, you can always support the show by going to buymeacoffee.com slash hudspod. Welcome to episode 18. Today, I'll be telling you the story of Botham Jean. Botham Shem Jean was born on September 29, 1991 in Castries, St. Lucia. His parents were Allison and Bertram Jean. He was the middle child, having an older sister and a younger brother. Botham was known as Bo by his friends and family, and his favorite color was red. When he was younger, Botham was very involved in church and wanted to get baptized at an early age, so at eight years old, he asked his parents if he could get baptized. His parents didn't think that he was ready, so they told him no, he needed to wait. So he asked again at nine years old and got the same answer. But he was persistent and asked again at 10 years old, and they finally told him that he could get baptized. By the time Botham was a teenager, he had begun preaching. This was something that he wanted to do on his own, something he felt compelled to do. He became more involved with his church, including singing and working with the choir. He placed them in their correct places based on their voices and even taught them how to read music. Botham wanted to move to the United States to attend Harding University, which is a private Christian school in Arkansas. But Botham's mom, Allison, wanted him to stay local. But he said that Harding was his dream school. Allison said, quote, It was a place to get an education while maintaining his Christian identity, end quote. Botham was accepted in 2011 at the age of 19. Although he was in a completely different country, Botham made sure to remember home. He went back to St. Lucia every year and was often accompanied by his friends from school. He wanted to show them his home, and he always made sure to give back and volunteer in his community. While at school, Botham's love for singing grew, and he joined the Good News Singers, which is the university's a cappella singing group. Botham graduated from Harding University in 2016 with a degree in business, and he accepted a job as an accountant at a company called PricewaterhouseCoopers, which was in Dallas, Texas. Dallas was also where Botham found his new home church, the Dallas West Church of Christ. On the evening of Thursday, September 6, 2018, Botham was at home on the fourth floor of his apartment building, the Southside Flats Complex in downtown Dallas. He was sitting on his couch eating ice cream and watching TV. At the same time, Amber Geiger, a Dallas City police officer, was coming home from a 13-hour shift. She drove into the building's parking lot and pulled into a space on the fourth floor. She walked into the building, walked past 16 apartment doors, and stopped at apartment number 1478, where she put her key in the door. So the problem with this scenario so far 
is that Amber was on the wrong floor. She was actually walking into Botham's apartment. See, Amber's apartment was directly below Botham's. When Amber stuck her key in the door, she noticed that it was already unlocked and it was slightly ajar. Amber did mention that she did have trouble sometimes with her lock and her door not closing all the way. So on one hand, it was unsettling, but on the other, she still had this, this door problem. She testified that when she opened the door all the way, she saw a, quote, large silhouette and thought there was an intruder. Now remember, it was said that Botham was sitting on the couch eating ice cream. I don't know about you, but I don't know of any burglars that would hang around and eat ice cream in someone's apartment that they are stealing from. Amber did say that Botham was coming toward her, but the autopsy said something different, and I'll explain why in just a minute. Botham was hit once in the chest, and the medical examiner said that the shot was fired from someone who was standing above him. So Amber's story of Botham coming towards her is a little unlikely unless he was crouching down. Botham was hit once in the chest, but the bullet traveled through his body. The Dallas County Medical Examiner, Dr. Chester Gwynn, testified that, quote, the bullet entered above his nipple and traveled downward through the chest, hit a rib and struck his lung and heart. It moved through the diaphragm, struck the stomach and intestines, stopping in a muscle in the abdominal cavity close to the spine, end quote. She said she fired her gun because she thought the person was going to kill her. She realized shortly after the shooting that she wasn't in her apartment and she called 911. Botham was still hanging on to life, so Amber said that she did what's called a sternum rub, which is an EMT procedure where pressure is applied to a victim's chest using the knuckles. And that procedure is used to sort of gauge a response. So they inflict pressure going into pain to see if the victim will respond. She also said that she performed a little bit of CPR, but she stopped often to talk to the dispatcher and text her boyfriend to come to her apartment. By the time the officers arrived, Botham was still alive but unconscious. Officer Michael Lee was one of the first to respond and one of the first officers who provided CPR. There's also body cam footage from Officer Lee. I'll post the link in the show notes, but just a warning, it is the raw footage, so you do see Botham's body and the officers performing life-saving measures. He and the other officers did everything they could to try to save Botham until the paramedics arrived. Botham was rushed to a nearby hospital, but unfortunately he did not make it. Botham was 26 years old. Three days later, on September 9th, 2018, an arrest warrant was issued for Amber Geiger, 
she was charged with manslaughter. Her bond was set at $300,000, which she paid, and she was also placed on administrative leave. By September 24th, Amber was fired from the Dallas Police Department, and the police chief, Renee Hall, stated that Amber, quote, engaged in adverse conduct, end quote. On November 30th, 2018, a Dallas grand jury indicted Amber on a murder charge, and she pleaded not guilty. A little over a year after the shooting, on September 23rd, 2019, the trial began, and Amber actually took the stand in her own defense. The trial lasted about a week, and the jury went out for deliberation on September 30th and convicted Amber of murder on October 1st. The very next day, she is sentenced to 10 years with eligibility for parole after five. Botham's family was able to speak at the sentencing, and while many of his family members disagreed with the sentence, of course they wanted it to be longer. His younger brother, Brant, felt differently. When it was his turn to speak, he said, quote, I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. I love you just like anyone else, and I'm not going to hope you rot and die. I personally want the best for you. I wasn't going to say this in front of my family. I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what Botham would want for you. Give your life to Christ. I think giving your life to Christ is the best thing Botham would want for you. End quote. Brant then asked Judge Tammy Kemp if he could give Amber a hug, and she allowed it. Shortly after, Judge Kemp also hugged Amber, whispered a few words, and handed her a Bible. Amber was then led away and given to the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. While Botham's death was a terrible tragedy, he did not die in vain. There were many good things that were done in his honor. Harding University, the school Botham graduated from, and PricewaterhouseCoopers, his employer, collaborated and created two scholarships in Botham's name. The first was the Botham Jean Memorial Scholarship Fund, which was established by Botham's parents. They want the scholarship to support students with a Caribbean background. The other scholarship is the Botham Jean PricewaterhouseCoopers Historically Underrepresented Populations of College of Business Endowed Scholarship. It was created for the College of Business Administration to, quote, give preference to students who have identified themselves as members of a historically underrepresented population as defined by federal guidelines, who demonstrate financial need based on the federal Pell Grant guidelines, and who are enrolled as full-time accounting majors at Harding University, end quote. In January of this year, Dallas City Council members approved renaming four miles of road that passed where Botham lived and the Dallas Police Department. In March, the road was officially renamed Botham Jean Boulevard. The Botham Jean Act, aka Bo's Law, was introduced 
And as of June 16, 2021, it was officially signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. It will be in effect starting September 1st. The law states, quote, a policy described by subsection A must require a peace officer who is equipped with a body-worn camera and actively participating in an investigation to keep the camera activated for the entirety of the officer's active participation in the investigation unless the camera has been deactivated in compliance with that policy, end quote. In 2019, Botham's family started the Botham Gene Foundation. The missions of the organization are to provide aid for the less fortunate, primarily in St. Lucia, as well as providing support for families who had loved ones who were victims of police brutality. While I am sad that Botham was taken from this world at such a young age, there is that light that shows that his legacy will continue to live on. And that family was the story of Botham Jean. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Hudspod. And you can support the show by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Hudspod. Remember, Hudspod is spelled H-U-D-S-P-O-D. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. And if you don't mind, please leave me a five-star review. Stay safe and I'll see you next week.